listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and this week we're going to be talking about blogging. I've never really done like a solo episode about blogging, so I thought it was finally time. I have, however, done a long-form content episode way back at the beginning of the podcast with Becca Davis, so be sure to check that out if you're interested. But today I just want to specifically talk about blogging and I want to answer some questions you might have about, you know, should you be blogging? As in, should you start a blog or continue blogging? Where would you create your blog? How often should you write blog posts? What would you write about? Like, how do you get people to your blog? All of those kind of questions. And I'm really excited. So let's get started. So first up, I just want to answer the question, should you do blogging? So should you start a blog if you don't have one yet? Should you continue writing blog posts if you already have one, but you just not been doing it for a while? Here are some reasons why you might want to do blogging from now onwards. If you love writing, if that's kind of your jam, you know, some people are really into like Instagram reels and that kind of thing. Other people are really into writing. You know, if you are into writing, then blogging and email are probably things you're going to gravitate to. And also if you just find that you're not too bad at SEO either, because search engine optimization is something that's a little bit involved in blogging. So if that's something that you like, you're good at, or you don't hate, then that's a good thing. The other reason you might want to consider blogging is that you just need some long form content. You know that most people have either a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel, some way that they can share their knowledge and talk about their products on a week to week basis. Because we've got to remember that that's like part of our business. We've got to have content and then we've got to be able to market that content. And having an Instagram, a Facebook and a Pinterest is all good and well, but what are you actually marketing on there? If you've got long form content, you know, you can repurpose that into your social media posts. So if you need long form content, blogging is a great way to go if you don't like the idea of a podcast or video. So if you're not someone that wants to talk like I am now, or if you don't like the idea of being filmed on a video for YouTube, then maybe you lean more towards blogging. Next up, you might consider it because you need traffic to your store. And for me, blogging is one of my leading traffic drivers. I can see lots of people coming from my blog. So if you are thinking, I want more traffic to my store, blogging might be the answer. And if you're someone that already has a blog and you just haven't been posting much in a while, this might be the reminder that you need to get back into it just to increase that traffic to your TBT store. Another reason why you might want to be doing blogging is that it enables you to really talk about your products. Truthfully, when we're on Instagram and Facebook and things, people don't want to hear a big long spiel about our products. But with blog posts, you are able to really dive into what's great about your products and how they are used and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of gives you the opportunity to talk about them properly. Next, you can also become an expert in your niche. That's a really great thing about blogging is you're able to talk about the thing you are passionate about. You get to write posts on how to do things in the classroom and how to teach certain concepts. And you really become the expert and the go-to person, which is a really cool thing. So people kind of come to you and say, you know, that you are the math guru when it comes to digital stuff. They can like read your blog and learn lots of tips from you and they're going to really respect you. Another reason that blogging might be good is if you really want to grow your email list, you know, you can put lots of lead magnets and opt-ins and things 
into a blog post, into your website and your blog in general. And that's a really great way to passively sort of grow your email list. You don't have to constantly be making Instagram posts and making Instagram stories and TikToks and Facebook posts. Pinterest and blogging kind of go hand in hand as being the sort of long-term sort of marketing where, you know, you wrote a blog post a year ago and it's still bringing you signups to your email list now, which is pretty cool. So if you don't like that kind of instant thing where you've got to constantly be serving and showing up on social media, blogging kind of allows you to do things in advance and you basically benefit from things that you did ages ago. So that leads me into the next one. If you really like batching and scheduling and planning things in advance, you'll probably love blogging because it's something that you can plan out for the whole year and you can write things in advance. It doesn't have to be on the day to day. But finally, I do want to mention, should you be starting a blog or getting back into blogging, you really want to be considering whether you have the time. If you're feeling really burnt out and exhausted and it's just another thing you can't add to your plate, then I wouldn't be starting it or doing it right now. But if it's something you have got the time for, I would be prioritizing it. And remember, if you're a seasoned seller listening to this, you can always hire it out. So don't feel like you have to either be blogging or abandon blogging. You could be outsourcing it to someone else. Next up, I just want to briefly talk about where you could do blogging. If you're someone that like literally doesn't have a blog yet and you're just kind of curious, feel free to skip the next minute or so if you already have a blog set up. But basically, if you don't have a blog yet, I do suggest you could start with something free. So I started with a free WordPress blog. I didn't have like a domain or anything like that. It was like a WordPress.com, completely free, really basic and quite ugly. But it was just an opportunity for me to write like five to 10 posts and kind of get my feet wet, figure out what I was doing. And then as my business grew, you know, I was able to afford to hire someone and I was able to have someone design a website for me and buy a domain and hosting and get all fancy. But before that, I just wanted to be blogging. And so, you know, you can go for the free route if you want to. You don't want setting up a blog to be this big, long thing that takes you months and is really stressful. If you can create something simple and basic and free just to get started, I recommend it. Or better, if you can even hire someone, that's always a good thing too. There are other options other than WordPress, of course. You know, you could be using Wix or Squarespace, Blogger. There's so many options out there. WordPress just happens to be the one that I love and use. The next question I want to answer is, how often should you be blogging? You might be thinking, is it something I have to be doing like every week or multiple times a week or what? You can blog as little or as often as you want to. I do think blogging once a week would be really great, but I'm yet to meet someone that is capable of doing that. I really think being able to sit down and write a blog post every week sounds very, very difficult for 52 weeks of the year. It probably would just be almost impossible to really consistently do that unless you were very, very organized with batching and scheduling And you'd have to kind of plan things, you know, get all your ideas down, do some drafts, kind of, you'd have to be very, very organized in order to do one blog post a week. So that's not something I actually recommend. I think that that's honestly kind of quite hard to keep up with and not 100% necessary for success. I think a much more achievable amount would be every other week, or even if you just want to blog once a month, that would be okay. What we want to stay away from would be blogging really sporadically and really inconsistently and very infrequently, like a couple of times a year. That's probably not as ideal. But the fact is, as long as you are putting blog posts out each quarter, you've got a few coming out, I think you would be fine. Remember, you don't want to be blogging for the sake of it, like, oh, I haven't done a blog post. I guess I better do one. It's better to have that quality of a quantity and be writing one because you genuinely have something really good to talk about. 
So this segues well into the next question, what to write about when it comes to blogging. So if you are thinking of starting a blog, you might want to be thinking like, okay, what kind of stuff do I write about? And if you already have a blog, you might just be like, I'm a bit stuck for ideas. You know, what do I need to be writing about? Well, my suggestion would be to sit down and think about your niche and to brain dump things into sort of your content pillars or your buckets, whatever you want to call them. What are the things that you are really good at and passionate about? What are the things that you know lots about that you're kind of an expert in? And what are the things that you sort of have a lot in your TPT store? So when I talked earlier about that example about math and digital stuff, you know, you might be thinking about what standards and what concepts, you know, certain teachers are teaching at this time of year. And like, could you write blog posts and how to teach that or how to operate a math center, how to run math lessons smoothly? Like you could be kind of brainstorming all the things involved in your niche, thinking about what questions teachers have and what teachers are struggling with. I shouldn't just say teachers because I'm sure if you're an SLP listening or something like that, just anyone that's your ideal customer avatar, what are they struggling with? What do they need help with? Now you could look for these kind of questions on places like Google because people often type things like, how do I teach this concept? Or how do I have this happening in my classroom? How do I do this? How do I start this? How do I teach this? People are always searching that. So you will find so many suggestions just on the drop down menu of Google. And in the people also ask section in the middle, the frequently asked questions, the answers are there. I promise you, your ideal customer avatar has probably typed what they're struggling with into Google. So the answer is probably there, but you can also find what they're struggling with in Facebook groups and places like that too, where they're full of teachers and people are saying, you know, how do I do this? What should I do here? What would make this easier? People are always asking those kind of questions and talking about their struggles. So that would help you plan out your expert blog posts. Like when I say expert, I mean the ones where you're not just being salesy and talking about a product, just the ones where you're teaching something, offering a tip or a hack, you know, five ways to do this. This is how to teach this concept. So I would be thinking about brainstorming some expert blog posts that you can sprinkle in. But don't be shy about being a bit salesy on your blog. You are allowed to write blog posts that are purely about a product if you want to, or about a product line or a bundle, because it's kind of like an opportunity to sort of write almost like a description like you would on TPT, but to have a bigger, juicier one where you get to share everything about your product that they might need to know and exactly how to use it in their classroom and things like that. So you can do the really salesy ones. And you can do the soft sell ones that are in between. And this might be where you are teaching about something or giving some tips and advice, but you're also soft selling to one of your products. And at the end, you might say, hey, you know, this post was all about how to incorporate these math centers into your classroom and make them engaging. If you're looking for some math centers, here are the ones in my GBT store. So you kind of can soft sell your products at the end. But yeah, I would just be thinking what to write about. I would be looking at your products in your store as well. Like what are your best selling products? What are your highest earners, your best product lines and bundles, the products that you want more sales from or the ones that are kind of seasonal or timely? And then thinking, okay, starting from there, how can I tie that into what I know in my niche and what people are struggling with and trying to kind of connect the dots? But you can just think, okay, this is a product I want to sell more of. And you can work backwards like that and think, well, what kind of blog post could I write where I could upsell to this product? So you can work that way too. Assuming that you have products in your store and you have a niche, you should have endless options when it comes to blog post topics. And don't be shy about sort of reinventing the wheel and writing about similar things over and over. 
you might feel like, oh, I'm always writing about math centers. People are going to think that's all I write about. But what is the likelihood that your ICA, your ideal customer avatar, has actually read every single one of your blog posts? Trust me, they haven't and they won't. So don't be shy about kind of sharing the same sort of tips and things over and over if you need to. But yeah, I will definitely sit down, have a brainstorming session, brain dump lots of ideas on things you could teach someone, things that you could help them with and products you want to sell and get some ideas happening. And then the final question I wanted to answer is how do you get people to your blog? You know, how do you get people to actually see your blog posts? And so I just want to say that SEO and search engine optimization are going to play a big role. You really want to have a focused key phrase and some nice long tail keywords and thinking about what kind of SEO you're actually going to use in each post, like doing a little bit of research beforehand on Suggest, TBT, Pinterest, Google Trends, Pinterest Trends, like searching everywhere, finding all of the keywords you need. Definitely check out the previous episode about SEO that I did with Kristen Doyle if you're struggling with SEO. But I would think that SEO would be a big thing you would want to focus on if you want to get people to your blog. But don't feel like that is the be all and end all, like it has to all be SEO. That's where your energy should go. Because the reality is a lot of my successful blog posts that have brought traffic to my store and nothing really to do with SEO and they don't rank that high on Google and people didn't just stumble across them. Those blog posts did well because I had pins from Pinterest that did well. And people found the pin, they loved it, the pin went viral. The pins directed those people to the blog post And that was kind of the middleman. They learned about my product and then they went to TPT and bought it. So a lot of the blog posts in my traffic section where I can see a certain blog post did well. I use UTM code so I can see which ones do well. I'm like, well, it's not a coincidence that that pin also did well. So I can see that Pinterest and blogging go really hand in hand for me. And I can see that connection that Pinterest drives my blog traffic, which obviously helps my sales. So I think Pinterest and blogging go really hand in hand. And if you are thinking, oh, I don't really have an established Pinterest. What do I do? I will put a link in the show notes to Terrific Pinning my Pinterest course because if you don't know anything about Pinterest, that would be the place to start. But yeah, Pinterest is a great option. Alternatively, you could have a thriving Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or something. But the reality is it's a lot harder to get people to your blog when there aren't really links on things like Instagram posts. But I've heard of lots of people that do have success using social media. So you could certainly do that as well. That would be a great place to get people to your blog. If you write a blog post, you could post about it all over your social media accounts. You could send it to your email list. You could kind of drive people there. The only reason I personally love Pinterest is because, like I mentioned, it works for me in the background. I don't have to constantly be talking about my latest blog post on Instagram and having that short sort of 24-hour window where I might get some traffic from it. Pinterest pins can work in the background for me for months and years on end, driving traffic to my blog, which is really, really good. So I do love Pinterest and blogging for that. They are very long term. Now, I am actually going to wrap up this episode. I did not want it to go too super long. I wanted it to be a nice, quick, brief episode, just answering a few of your burning questions about blogging. I'm hoping that if you've never done any blogging, that this might help you feel inspired to get started and have answered some of your questions. And for those of you listening that have already got a blog, I'm hoping maybe you just still feel inspired to get back into blogging get back into writing those posts, whether you're writing them yourself or outsourcing someone else to do it. The power of blogging, it's so amazing. I definitely recommend checking out your traffic section. If you do have a blog, go to TPT and see, are you getting traffic to your blog? Is it something that's making you money? If so, I would be spending some time on it and making sure you give it some TLC. If not, that's okay. And if you listen to this and you're thinking, I just 
don't have the time for blogging right now. I'm just not into it. I don't want to do it. You don't have to. And I'm going to put that disclaimer because podcasts and all these different things can pressure you into doing things in the TPT world. Like we feel like so-and-so on a podcast said I've got to do blogging. So I guess I better do it. And I don't want to be that person. If you don't want to blog and you don't have the time or the energy right now, that's okay. But we are coming into the summer months. So you might have a bit more time on your hands and you might want to. But yeah, I definitely suggest only doing things in your business that you actually want to do, not doing them just because someone else said so. I really hope that helps. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. Good luck with any future blogging endeavors. Have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.